Hello, everybody, and welcome to G-Wiz, your family-friendly podcast where we discuss D&D Onslaught, Dice Masters, Hero Clicks, and the other entertaining games made by WizKids. I'm WizDad, I'm like that Christmas tree you have to cut down at a farm. I may not be perfect, and I'm not exactly the right height that you wanted, but man, am I affordable, and I smell nice. I will be your guide for navigating the competitive and casual scenes of the WizKids Triforce of Gaming. It's Mashup Monday. Today... We are going to start uh, kind of our end of the year, like, look at how things have gone for Dice Masters, Onslaught, Heroclix, and kind of WizKids in general. Today, we're going to focus on Dice Masters um, and kind of other WizKids products. Um, but, of course, before that, as you all know, let's get into the WizKids progress report. Kowalski, progress report. Before we really get started with the progress report, I do want to apologize again um, I know it may seem that I am not producing as many episodes. Uh, it's been rough for me in the holidays, uh, having so many things to do, like getting Christmas decorations up, uh, spending a lot of time with my kids during the holidays. It's been uh, harder for me to produce episodes, especially with it being kind of the slow season, the off season. There's just not as much content to cover at this point. But... That doesn't mean is there isn't things to cover. So, so let's go ahead and kick things off with uh, probably one of the biggest things that happened since last week, and that's we did get an errata for HeroClix for Wheels of Vengeance. Uh, it finally happened randomly on December fifth. I don't, I don't know what it was about December fifth that made them decide. Oh yeah, now we'll finally update things. Uh, but December fifth, we did get updates to the DC starter set and the Wheels of Vengeance erratas and clarifications uh i'll run through them real quick there's a clarification for the zombie clicks four and eight of the dial should show ko symbols and click five and nine should each have a green starting line that's just a little clarification uh frenchy they added the word another in between choose and friendly so instead it used to say at the beginning of the game you may choose friendly character with the vehicle keyword well, obviously, they mean you may choose another friendly character with the vehicle keyword. Werewolf by Night, they added character and the letter S. So, after resolutions, you may move a friendly character with the monster keyword. Um, and then also, he may instead move any number of friendly characters. So, literally just kind of fixing some text issues. Uh, the motorcycle, this is a big one. I mentioned this before. The motorcycle, there was a clarification the equipment's card should show combat reflexes as the defensive power instead of defend. That's a bummer. I kind of prefer defend, but that's fine. So we do know officially it is combat reflexes. Um, for They made a slight errata for Cap Wolf that's literally just adding a, I don't, a backslash, I guess, or a front slash in between energy shield and deflection. Like I said, some of these erratas and clarifications are kind of just copy editing um it, which makes me wonder why that this wasn't really done ahead of time um it feels like it should have been done ahead of time ghost rider they added the word that so it says ghost rider can use the standard attack and damage powers displayed on that character style so no big no big deal there clarification for black talent the legacy black talent the damage values on click four and five of his card are one to match his dial that makes sense legacy cards do not change the dials that's the whole point 
they keep the old values really all they are doing is they add new traits stuff like that but basically that means your figure and the dial are the same so this is kind of getting the card in line i don't think really many people noticed that i don't think i noticed that because uh, no one's really concerned about him doing damage on click five, <laughs> four and five there was a clarification for the man thing and howard the duck uh, basically the pilot trait is a trait <laughs> and not a speed special power and then the one that actually makes a difference, and it's what everyone was hoping for, and that is they did fix Daredevil, the legacy Daredevil. Um, first off, they have a clarification. The card should indicate that there should be a starting line on click 10, and all starting lines should be green. The point values listed should all be colored white and not different colors. Yeah, so they have the, I believe it's what, 10, 20, 30, and they have them in like red, green, blue, different starting lines well it's, that's not the case you could pick any starting line and you could pay however much and start on that it's not just limited to 30 you only get this click and 10 that but the big change is uh his how he dies and is ko'd and let me explain uh let me just read the power now with the errata when daredevil starts the game turn him to any starting line and give him a stunt token for every 10 points of his cost here's where the errata kicks in when Daredevil would be KO'd, if he has any stunt tokens, instead remove one and turn him to any start line. If you do, roll a d6 and then it kind of goes through the rest of the power. So previously what you could do is that it was a may and it's like you may remove a stunt token and then and, and then play him or, or something along those lines. It, it basically what it meant was that you could do um when he's ko'd he doesn't score points and that's at the end that daredevil is not scored when ko'd when a stunt token is removed from him your opponent scores 10 points previously it was worded as a may so what you could opt to do is if he took enough damage to be potentially ko'd you could just not remove a stunt token and just ko him and what that meant was no one would score any points um now, no one really got the chance because we didn't really have any tournaments to really play that out. Um, just to see like a team of like 10 of them or however many you want to do, like th 300 points, that'd be 10 at 30. No one tried that. I have been wanting to play him. So now this, this means that he is perfectly fine. This is how he should have been. Uh, basically, when he would be KO'd, you score 10 points. Perfectly fine key thing that they did not change on him they did not fix any of the keywords because remember he has the wrong keywords he has hella's keywords which are arguably better than his keywords which were like earth x and like celebrity maybe um he has hers which is much better uh and he he isn't unique that's the other key thing he used to be unique now he he used to be unique i guess i should say back in uh, whatever set he's from, what if, or not what if, um, I'm blanking on it, but whatever set he's from, he used to be unique. Now he's not, so you could play multiple of them. They did not fix that, so you still can play multiple, and that's probably intended. So I'm pumped about it. He's a little pricey right now. If you go out and look, it's still like 15, 20 bucks for the legacy card, and probably around the same for the figure. So you're looking at a 30 to 40 dollar investment in just one, uh, 
Which is a bummer if you're wanting to play like four or five of them. <laughs> like me. Uh, the other clarification they did was to the DC starter set. This was one that I, I mentioned, I believe, when I was looking at the starter set and the Superman. It looked a little weird that the 001B Superman was weaker than the 001A. Um, like, he had less attack stats for being 20 point, 25 points more and not really gaining much. Well, that was an error. Basically, they should have the same attack value of, tw of 12 at the beginning. So he's hitting 13 for 4. Um, that, I think everyone kind of guessed that was the case. So luckily, the clarification came out and fixed it. So that's everything that they've done with the, air, uh, the airs of clarification. It's a really big one. It's just Daredevil. They did fix him. And fortunately, they made him... They allowed him to continue to be playable. The biggest concern about when you get something that's like clearly a little too strong, like maybe they didn't plan it as well as they should, is them overcorrecting it and making it where he's not playable. Daredevil is still absolutely playable. I have, I still have my old Daredevil. I see him sitting over there on my hero click shelf. I don't have the legacy card. I need to pick up one. And I might pick up one or two more of him because he is still really good at 30 points. Or even at 10 points, he's still really good. Outside of that, for monthly releases, we still don't have any of the 2024 Onslaught releases listed in the solicit. So we don't have the second Cell Swords set. Um, there's been rumors of, you know, them readjusting the starter set. That still hasn't come to fruition out here yet either. Um, I'm hoping that's just kind of a, a minor inconvenience and that they're going to be putting it out there soon because it's supposed to release in january and we're already almost midway through december um i know personally our store we did get the uh the storyline op kit for hero clicks the uh what are they called i am blanking on the name uh the everyone's say gonna say it together royal flush gang thank you guys thank you listener for telling me that uh, i we have gotten both of that and the spider-verse organized play kit i know there's some confusion about the organized play kit so i might go through it a little bit on friday um but then again i'm kind of doing my end of the year review of how the games are so we'll we'll have to see how that goes um as far as january goes don't forget that there's still a lot of stuff coming out um we have a lot of D, &D things coming out as far as like a whole new uh, a count booster Fandelver and below the shattered obelisk is coming out um, and I believe I saw something with Fandelver or no it's it's with Pathfinder the the Pathfinder boxes I believe I saw an email from WizKids that said that they are improving the what's the term the chances of pulling something better the odds I don't know the they're increasing the pools, I guess. I don't know. But I saw an email and I thought that's odd for them to actually come out and say that. But hey, they did. They are also coming out with a couple battle mats, like a sky battle map and a bluffs battle mat. Hey, I love battle mats, so give me more of them. And then a couple trophy plaques of a green dragon and a white dragon. Um, 
really the only hero clicks related things we're getting is the colossal kong which is even more important because of the you know maybe that's why they're coming out with colossal kong is because of the recent godzilla movie i'm guessing that's probably why they wanted it in december making more sense now and then uh sherlock holmes both of those are set for january and then we also have the op kits don't forget they're still pumping out these monthly op kits cry for blood monthly op kit it's a dc one so that looks to be basically it for releases and errors and clarifications um i'm not really seeing any updates for uh let's see there's been no dice master rulings since november so i think we're good there so let's go ahead and speaking of dice masters let's go ahead and hop into oh no wait let's not hop into it hold on i totally forgot i was going to mention this last wednesday congratulations to patrick strange who won the onslaught tournament at pax unplugged big congratulations to him um you can see that on the discord if you want more information okay now we could go to fishing with that where we will talk about uh, kind of a 2023 overview of WizKids, Dice Masters, and board games. That's what we'll look at. Get your gear, little man. We're going fishing. And I mean now. So for these 2023 reviews, I really wanted them to be a little bit off the cuff. Not, I don't script these episodes, obviously, except for the intro. But I generally have kind of a idea, like an outline of what I want to talk about. And for the 2023, I wanted to really just kind of do it off of the top of my head a little bit, just so I can kind of give a more raw and general feeling of how I feel like it went for their respective games. We're going to start first, though, with Dice Masters. Um evidence of how dice masters is going is you could just look strictly at how my episodes of g whiz has been going for the podcast since i started this back in august i went into all of this gung-ho with dice masters ready to talk more and more bringing the game to light and unfortunately it's been there's been less and less to talk about and because i don't play the game regularly it's also hard for me to come up with uh, you know new and exciting things to talk about it and thus i've created more mashup monday also in tandem because i realized i haven't really been talking about uh like board games at all and that was also part of my intent was to talk about board games so but i will say this uh the way things started with dice masters on the year you were coming into 2023 kind of how we're leaving 2023 the secret wars set had originally been announced in 2023 you got some previews for it things were riding high but it was the continuous okay when is something happening when are we getting it when 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 and it wasn't until i believe what like april march april even may that the set finally released now when it did release fantastic like amazing the set itself was awesome. It brought a lot of unique things to the game. It brought back some old favorites. It brought the new card design. It brought back, um, just in general, kind of some excitement 
right? A new product for Dice Masters. They hadn't been one since, ooh, goodness. Probably, what, like 20? I don't remember, actually, because I'm... Hold on, let me look. Uh, I don't remember when, like, Dark Phoenix and all of those released. Um, I'd have to look into that, but either way, the set really... Um, yeah, so you got, like, Kryptonite Crisis came out in 2020, June of 2022. So that was then, and Dark Phoenix came out in probably earlier, March of 2022. So 2022, you had two sets back-to-back, -back, Dark Phoenix and Kryptonite Crisis. And then Infinity Gauntlet was 2020. So you basically had a year off because of COVID, obviously. So you had July 2020, basically a whole, almost two years until we got Dark Phoenix and Kryptonite Crisis back to back. And then that fall, winterish, you know, November, is when Secret Wars was supposed to come out and it didn't. And so it got pushed till 2023. I believe that's what it was. Oh, well, actually, this says it was supposed to be October 2022. But that got delayed, and so I'm looking at the WizKids site so that my dates, dates may be wrong on some of these. Some of them may have been pushed to later, like Dark Phoenix Saga and whatnot. But it's that kind of proves the point of you could see what WizKids' intention was, and then it's just kind of they faltered at the start, at the, the beginning line, the start of the race. And that's because they still don't really know what to do with, with Dice Masters. With games like Dice Throne out there, it, it kind of boggles my mind a little bit that they're not trying to actively... Like, I feel like they're losing ground with Dice Masters. At least, the, like, the Dice Arena game. Uh, everyone loves dice. I assume that they're not incredibly expensive to make. They're fairly simple dice that they're making. So I'm... Especially since we're about to get a Heroclix set that comes with, like, a dice... A die in every booster or something like that so kind of boggles my mind that they're kind of slipping on that now i don't know if that has anything to do with licensing you know if if dc and marvel are kind of like eh, you know if i also don't know if like if there's issues with marvel now doing something with dice throne um i don't think there is because they're both inherently different games much different games but either way, we're left at the end of 2023, a little bit feeling down. You know, the Secret Wars coming out was a, a boost. It was a great set. Ho hopefully thinking this was getting Dice Masters back on the train, uh, the train and like getting back, recovering from COVID. And then, you know, we hear at Gen Con, oh, we don't, you know, we don't know what we're going to do with Dice Masters. They're, they're still working some things out. But haven't figured that out yet. Um, and that was from Jake the, the VP. So that was kind of a disheartening to hear. Especially when we find out that Dice Masters wasn't going to be a Worlds at all. And then we get the Worlds and yeah, there is no Dice Masters. Now we did run a charity, for charity event, which was great. Decent amount of people showed up. Uh, got some great pictures from it. Showing support for Dice Masters. Uh, thank you for everyone that came out to that. I think it was a fantastic event. I hope it showed WizKids that 
you know, especially with how they had worlds set up, there was plenty of room for Dice Masters to be there, even if they're just kind of like some, just one constructed tournament. That would just show that you have some faith in the game, right? Or a rainbow draft or something. So leaving worlds kind of rising back up hoping things would be better and then once again kind of as expected house of x was delayed um, i was cautiously optimistic but i'm kind of always cautiously optimistic so uh we will have to see how that goes it still does not have a uh a, a release date but here we are at the end of 2023. Still no sign of House of X. Probably not coming out this year. Probably being pushed to next year. Would make sense if they wanted to buy themselves another year. Releasing it in like February or March. To then say, okay, we've got another set for Dice Masters. It gives us another year. Cool. What I wish they would do. Um, which would make a ton of sense. Is if they really wanted to... Keep dice, keep the dice masters community going, but, um, you know, not have to invest as much. Is they really should look into kind of like how they're doing with legacy cards with HeroClix. I know they reprint dice all the time. I get it. I know they have convention cards, which are just kind of effectively what I'm talking about. But they are and they aren't. Uh, they typically don't have any of the powers or anything written on them. They're just kind of nice looking cards you could replace other cards for, but they're cards. They're just cards. That's the point. So I think they should look into, at least to appease people and bring people buying it, seeing it on at Gen Con or like con exclusives, like just come out with a few more cards, uh, release more of the Hellfire Gala. Uh, do some legacy cards from some old dice from older sets and make them back into modern and say, okay, here's the dice we're bringing back. Here's a cool card that's going to be a prize that you can get with a purchase from WizKid store if you want, if you can't play for it, or you could buy this little kit. But either way, this game can function on just having cards and using old dice, because goodness knows, even I have old dice that I would like to use again. Because remember, unlike Heroclix, these dice only use, like, they don't have any identification on them outside of the symbol, uh, like the picture of the person, whatever symbol they gave them, and then their stats. There's no, like, oh, this comes from Kryptonite Crisis. Oh, oh, one well, Kryptonite Crisis, right? That's not on the die. That's on the card. So that means any die you have in the past could be used for one in the future, as long as they use the same stats. Hey, what do you know? That sounds like a legacy card. So if WizKids doesn't do that, my thought, if WizKids doesn't do that, and we're still on the hook for House of X, then summer, next summer, the community needs to really consider, okay, what are we going to do with this game to continue it? Are we going to wait on WizKids to reset, or should we take initiative? Are there cards we could try to bring back ourselves? Printing cards isn't necessarily difficult. It's not easy, but it's not difficult. So we could, as a community, look into deciding, hey, what are some fun cards that we used to play with back in Superman Wonder Woman or 
maybe some of the D&D cards, uh, dice, I should say, or even back Age of Ultron, Avenger, you know, AVX at the very beginning. What are some of those cards, those dice that we could bring back, create a card for it, and maybe, you know, update some language if it needs to be updated to the current rule set, and bring it into modern and we just create our own modern of dice masters and keep the game going and these can be given out for free we can put them in a, a kit to whoever wants them and not really charge you know try not to make money from it because that's where you kind of get into ip issues but have it to where it's like no we're investing in this community we want to get some pricing out there that people are interested in as opposed to the same con le cards that we've had for years and reinvigorate the game i think that's something the community could do i think custom cards aren't like i said that difficult to make um they're not easy but if it's something that the community could agree upon and say hey you know let's bring back um you know the dark magician from Yu-Gi-Oh. i don't know <laughs> like let's bring them back okay well let's print a new card so that way it falls in line with modern and let's just have our own kind of like modern legacy cards because that's what WizKids should be doing anyway if i was in WizKids shoes and i'm sitting there thinking okay i don't want dice masters to die because we've got this unique ip we've got this unique game that is strong when we play it right we've just kind of fumbled a little bit with how we're doing it we you know we went to the whole campaign box some people didn't like that we went back to draft packs so we're trying to find what we want to do going forward i would be trying to maintain what fan base i have especially since they're so devoted and they're such nice people <laughs> and they're out there on the discord and they're still playing today like i mentioned we have a tournament i believe in january like throw them a bone right the cost would be minimal Profits could still be made from it, and it would still keep the community involved so that way when the set releases, bam, you still have all your content creators there ready to produce content for you, ready to get the word out there, ready to get Dice Masters going again when the new product has been decided upon. So it's a shame they haven't done that yet. I hope looking into 2024, there's more promise with that, that there's more um, hope with that and i hope this isn't just hopium for me right that i'm just kind of hoping this is what happens but i feel like if nothing really happens in 2024 like we're halfway through then the community needs to decide okay do we want to try to do something um do we want to try to make modern different do we want to include older pieces um the problem with including older pieces is that it's it's ooh, it's a little harder to uh find those older dice so uh either way i think there's there's room that the community could do something and this is coming from someone who helped trying help try to keep hero clicks alive during covid um i like to think i was an like instrumental i was vital in keeping the online community going by helping start rock online which led to a lot of online tournaments, which led to the game continuing, allowing an outlet for players to play for over a year until tournaments really started coming back. And I feel like Dice Masters is kind of getting back onto that life support train. 
and I don't really want it to die. I like having three separate games that are very uniquely different to play. Um, I wish I had more reason to play Dice Masters. The reason I don't now is because, one, I don't own enough dice. Well, I, that, that's a that's a cop-out. The reason I don't now is because there's not really a lot of... I prefer playing in person. There's nothing locally for me. And really nothing locally for anybody. Most of it's done online. And it's hard for me sometimes to sit down and play a game online. I still need to do that. I did say I'm thinking about playing in January. So we will see about that. But basically, to sum up 2023 for Dice Masters. Coming in with hope. Secret Wars knocked it out of the park. New design was great. Kind of fell a little bit at Gen Con. Hearing the, the confusing, confusing future of Dice Masters. And kind of just settling back into same old, same old of... Yeah, we don't know really what's going to happen with Dice Masters going into 2024. Is the game dead? Is the game not dead? Remains to be seen. I hope it's not dead. Um, because I think it's a very cool product. It's a lot of fun rolling all those dice. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, 2023 review. Because I know with my Onslaught and Hero Clicks, those are going to take multiple episodes. Uh, because I'm... There's a lot of things to cover with HeroClick specifically, and even Onslaught. This was the year of Onslaught, and I think it, it did remarkably well. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was the board games. I don't talk about it enough, the board games that are released and published by WizKids. They have some great games out there. Um, I have definitely not played all of them. Um, I hope to, at some point, get a decent amount of these. But let's start breaking down some of them. First off, we have uh, Rebuilding Seattle. So that came in February. Um, I feel like I remember seeing... So I remember going into... It wasn't Worlds. I believe it was the first Gen Con I went to. So last year's Gen Con. You know, they, they did a big preview of all these cool board games. And Rebuilding Seattle which currently has a 7.7 .7 on BGG, Board Game Geek. It is a kind of a city planner, building, tile placement type game. Um, I remember seeing this game and thinking, oh, this is cool. Like, this is, I like, like, it, it isn't one of those, um, what's the term I'm looking for? It's not like a European style game, but it is a, you know, it's not... Marvel DC. It's not superhero based. It's purely just a tile building, city building game. And I like those. I like games with strategy. Um, as opposed to like, I mean, most games have strategy, but I like games that require um, some thought and how you're going to build it. So to have a 7.7 .7 on BGG isn't easy. That would be kind of where you would want it, right? Like, Ideally, you would want your board game to have a 7 and above on BGG. Uh, it has a decent amount of reviews out there. Uh, let's see. It has 297 reviews, 72 comments. The weight is 2.42, so it's kind of in the middle. It's not too complex. It's about an hour long, 1 to 5 players. So having a 7.7 .7 is a great way to start. Um, it's definitely a game I'm interested in, and it's going for about $40 right now. Um, I might put that on my list of things to pick up. Uh, that was one I remember seeing in that that uh, uh, Gen Con 
you know, a slideshow that I was, um, I was interested in. Uh, the next game we will look at came out in February 15th, and that's Detective Rummy. This one did not do nearly as well. It's 5.1 out of 31. Um, it is a Rummy-style card game that has a storytelling element to it. Um, players, let's see, players take the roles of detectives vying to solve the case and gain fame. So there's a campaign mode and a case mode. That's kind of neat. Um, but it's kind of building off of Rummy. I can see why... Uh, it would be um, would be kind of uh, not necessarily not well received, but it's um, you know five point one means I'm probably passing on it. So seven point seven and five point one, I am not going to be keeping up with these numbers. Now, while they did stop doing Star Trek like Attack Wing type games, they are pro still producing Star Trek games. Um, they do have Star Trek Alliance. And uh, the first one they came out with was... Well, not the first one. The, the first one of the year was the Dominion War Campaign Part 2. This one uh, doesn't really have a rating. Uh, most of, Because it's Star Trek. But... Wow. Uh, the ratings I'm seeing... Because I think BGG has to have a certain amount of ratings before they produce one. Right now, the average rating out of 22 ratings is 9.2, which is pretty remarkable. Like, that's that's really good. This is the Dominion War Campaign Part 2. There is a Part 3 that released in June, or sorry, July. I don't know enough about Star Trek. Like, I know I've seen Next Generation, and I've seen some of the original, but I, I don't watch it regularly. Um, this is kind of... I guess this is kind of Attack Wing, but kind of not. Um, I wish I knew more. It does come with five ships, five painted ships, a campaign book, a rule book. Um, it adds into campaign one. It's interesting. I, I've seen one or two people talking about I should look into the Star Trek games. Um, so let me actually get a pen and paper and let me write down some of the some of these games because i do need to actually sit down and, and review some of these um i'm behind obviously because goodness knows i don't have enough budget to be able to afford onslaught hero clicks and a bunch of board games but so far looking at the ones I'm, I'm thinking about picking up rebuilding seattle is on there um i'm passing on the rummy game but star trek alliance does seem interesting enough uh right now for part two it is it doesn't say how much it's going out there so i, I would have to look that up um let me look up part three real quick and see how that's doing like i said that was that one came out in june they came out with the um part three part three um, only has 13 reviews, and it's an 8.6. Yeah, and someone commented on, out here in July, okay, three's enough, time to move on to some other galactic campaign. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, this is, this one adds the Romulans, the second one added the Klingons. Um, so I don't know if you need all three. I assume, I don't, I don't know, I don't know enough about the game um, I kind of wish this one's only like, if it's like 40 bucks, 
So 40 bucks each. That's interesting. Um, man, I wish I had more to say about Star Trek, but I don't. But it is one that I'm interested in at least trying and kind of giving a better review for. So stay, stay tuned for that. Um, I was never really big into Star Trek Alliance, but... Or sorry, Star Trek Attack Wing, but Alliance, I believe, kind of carries on the Attack Wing spirit in the form of more campaigns to play through, which I think is a unique way of continuing the uh, the IP and continuing the content without having to go back into Attack Wing. Uh, because Star Trek is one of those, you know, compared to Star Wars, Star Trek is one of those that doesn't really have a big board game presence. And I think... Um, I think that uh, this really does help. I think having the campaign type things is a, is a unique way of doing it. Next up is going kind of backtracking for more board games is Marvel Age of Heroes. Um, this one, is this the one that I was really pumped for? And once again, I just I wasn't able to get. This one has a 6.9. Assemble your X-Men team and defeat the competition. Um... This one is Worker Placement, Hand Management Mechanism. Marvel Age of Heroes is an epic strategy game in which each player commands a duo of X-Men who are dispatched to de defeat villains and compete objectives. Ah, they have to, the most effective team will manage their skills, train their mutants, and outpace the competition in the Institute in mission phases. And so it comes with Wolverine, Jubilee, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Forge, and Storm, and more. Okay interesting it is this might have been the one i looked at and i i thought was kind of cool looking oh and they use some of the artwork from hero clicks like a uh, house of x on like acrylic things i do like board games that have this is gonna sound weird a lot of pieces i do like board games where you set everything out and it's it, it's clearly a much to do very much like a uh, european style game where you can see like you set everything out, there's a big board, you put out different cards and whatnot. Um, Age of Heroes right now, how much is it? Uh, it's about 50, there's one listing on eBay for 70, but one has it for 45, so about a $50 range. It is one that I'm interested in. Um, I do like Marvel, I do love X-Men, believe it or not. Um, right now on the WizKid site, it is going, the MSRP is 75. That's a little pricey for me. Um, let's see what it is on Amazon. Uh, 42, it's 42 bucks on Amazon. That is not bad. So I'll add that to the list. Um, I feel like this was the one I was interested in the most in that big presentation. Uh, once again, at Gen Con 2022, they did a big presentation unlike this Gen Con. Where they talked about so many board games and i was pumped for so many of them because they had just talked about hero clicks and then it's like here's this board game here's this board game so that's neat um that's one I'm, i i might actually review i say that but uh, uh we'll, we'll, we will have to see um now the next one is D, &D related uh, Heroes of Waterdeep Dungeon Scrawlers. What are Dungeon Scrawlers? This has got a 6.188. 
Each player takes their own copy of the same dry erase dungeon map and dry erase marker, starting with the marker on their start space. When the game begins, they speed through the maze using a single unbroken line. Along the way, they have to face challenges that earn them points. Fill it so it's like a quick way of playing D&D. Oh, wow, this looks a little convoluted, but simple. Okay. Well, I say that. Interesting. I love, I'm a big, as you can tell by doing a podcast about all this, I am a big nerd. I do like D&D stuff. It doesn't have great reviews, probably because it's a little lighter. Yeah, weight is one. It's only got one vote, but uh, weight of one, it's supposed to be a quick game. Uh, you know, like only like a 20 minute game, 15, 20 minutes. Um, seems interesting, like 20 something bucks. Probably, you know, didn't do too well. But uh, it's interesting. I do like some of these lighter D&D games. Uh, but this one probably was a little bit of a, a, a miss. Or, or, or it hit the crowd, you know. If you want to get one of these and play a quick game before getting into a D&D, you know, a D&D session, that, that could be fun as well. Okay, so this one I have never heard of. This next one is called Your Best Life. This one came out in May of this year. This one has a 7.8. Choose the best options from cards available to lead a fulfilling life. So it's kind of like the game of life, but without all the, the the spinning of the dial and whatnot. Will you go on vacation with each other or build the house of your dreams? Will you raise a big family or do you prefer a party with friends? Your Best Life is a flip and write life story game. Playing as couples or singles, players manage their happiness and joy as they experience various choices in their life. Okay. Balance health, knowledge, social skills, finances, time, and even a little bit of luck to come out on top. After 10 rounds, all players score their character and family sheets. Whoever has the most life achievement points wins. It's pencil and paper based. It's got cards. Um, that is interesting. Looking at it, it's colorful. It looks really nice. Your best life. This is kind of this is kind of interesting looking. I like that you might be surprised. I'm saying I like to a lot of things. I actually do like the game of life. Um, I like having all those options and just playing through and doing a different strategy, even though <clears throat> the game of life is fairly basic. I do like the game of life. Um, this one is quite interesting. How much is it? Oh, it's only about $20, $25. I think I might write this one down. This looks like a fun, uh, it's a card game where you kind of, there's, there are some dice involved. I like a different version, even if it's like a more adult version of the game of life. And that's kind of what this looks like. Like some of the cards say, um, lovebirds, finish all the romance sections for each uncompleted section, lose 10 points. At the end of the game, you may not select the social personal goal card. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So the next game is... Oh, this is the one I wanted to talk about. Uh, damage Control. So this one I, re I definitely remember seeing at, at Gen Con. This one was based off of the concept of well, with everything that happens in Marvel movies, some people have to clean it up. 
And so that's what the game is, is you have a cleanup crew and you're trying to gain all these objects, artifacts, technologies, and basically you're building a deck to collect all these cards. And some heroes come in to help too. Um, this one got a 6.0, which is okay. Um, slightly um, better than middle, I guess. Uh, let me see some of the reviews and what they're saying about it. Uh, ben Spears says, oh, this was recent. I really enjoyed this one. He gave it a 9. I love the rubble pile me uh, mechanism to add cards to your hand. It's great. I play this with a slight variant house rule. Okay. It's great that there's different modules you can add to the game. There's a little bit of take that where you might have to pass a card to the left or discard a couple of cards. But it's honestly not that bad. My only complaint is that this should have been a two-player only game because the rubble pile and the character cards change so frequently you can't really plan ahead very much so the game becomes pretty slow with three players okay one person who gave a, a six says i like the rubble pile mecha mechanism another person he said i know it says 30 minutes but it was still so much shorter than i expected it's only a few turns and you really don't get a chance to build your deck much maybe it would have been less a little better with less than four players though so you have a little bit more time ah Another person gave it a 4 in June. This could have been good. Uh, the Rebel cards are strewn about and have to be uncovered are actually thematic. The big con that ruined the game for me when you uncover... He goes into a long thing. Um, so it sounds like the, the length of the game is part of the problem. But... Um, it seems to be okay. That's a little disappointing. I was kind of hoping it would be very well received but it's cheap it's in the $30 range that's really good for a board game so okay I guess I, I guess I won't pick that one up I probably will skip that one and then oh this is episodes going a little long let's let's speed it up we got tragedy looper I have never heard of this one tragedy looper oh there's a new one this one is called tragedy looper new tragedies <laughs> This has an 8.1? What? What on what on earth? What is this game? Uh travel back in time. I don't know what travel tragedy looper is. I don't know if it's based off of something. Um I have never heard of it. But there's some people that do reviews. Hmm. It's basically a two to four player game, 60 minutes. Weight is 3.33, so it's a little heavy. It's in the medium range. Players live, die, and repeat in order to outwit and defeat the evil mastermind. Okay. Um, it's about $35 currently. The Tragedy Looper system creates a unique game of deduction in which players begin each new loop better prepared, but the mastermind player will know what they've learned and can alter their strategy accordingly. So it's kind of a 3v1 type game where you're going against the mastermind the mastermind selects a script and either one of the 13 scripts included or creates one themselves and sets up the game accordingly the protagonist players don't yet know the details of the tragic events that are about to unfold interesting okay um looks like there's a lot of a decent amount of pieces to the game this is kind of neat basic strategy huh this one will be a little difficult for me to review, but I might put it on the list. If it has a has a um, pretty good review on it, that's um, 
I feel like worthy. Uh, next we've got July, we've got the Trials of Tempest. Um, I'm, I have seen this one. Um, I looked at it a little bit at Gen Con. It's got 7.7. .7. Um, as much as I would like to try this one out, this one's pretty pricey. So unless it gets down at a reasonable price, which I guess it kind of is. It's on Amazon for 76 right now, um, which isn't bad. I've heard good things about it. It's kind of your standard Dungeons & Dragons cooperative game that's just like in a big box you buy it and you play with your friends. Um, I've heard really good things about it. It has a bunch of minis in it, tons of tokens. It's really in-depth. Nine map tokens. It's one I, I, I am going to put on the list. Uh, because I have heard really, really good things about it. So, um, stay tuned for that one, for sure. Now we have Blob Party. <laughs> Blob Party. I feel like, hold on, I know I was, I laughed at Blob Party, but is this the one I thought about getting? Yes, seven. It's a cooperative party game where you start as individuals and try to become one big blob by giving the same answers. Um, it's kind of like a party game, effectively. It's very light. Uh, probably it's four to eight players. Probably not in my wheelhouse uh, to, to try out, um, but definitely interesting looking. Uh, we've got a couple more. We've got uh, Siliconvania, which, once again, if you didn't know this, WizKids is really, um, they don't just make D&D minis. They don't just make all this. They're, they're big on publishing board games and they have published some pretty good ones this one's a 7.3 impress the vampire council of elders to advance your plans for a new tech hub so it's like oh silicon valley but it's with transylvania i get it now this one's in the 30 dollar range it's like a tile placement auction bidding interesting um 7.3 that's a maybe. I'll maybe look at this one a little bit more. Um, interesting concept, though. And I apologize for skipping through some of these, but um, this is going on a pretty lengthy episode for what I originally intended. Up next is uh, Princes of Florence. I feel like I have heard this one. Wait, is it Princes? Princes of Florence, yes. Um, is this just a reprint? This looks like a reprint. Because it came out in 2000. And then I guess it got reprinted? That must be what it is. Um, yeah, it must be a, a reprint because this game came out in 2000. I thought the game sounded familiar. It came out in 2000, but now it was reprinted for this year. Maybe update a rulebook, something like that. As a 7.5, since it's a reprint, I'm probably not going to look into that one too much. Um, we do have Star Trek Discovery, so another Star Trek. And I feel like this is the one someone was mentioning. Uh, this one's Black Alert. Doesn't have a ton of ratings yet. Um, the current ratings have it as a 6.3. It's a team-based strategy game. Uh... It's kind of a tile placement, and uh, you must escape the mirror universe before being captured. Uh, 
6.3 like i'm thinking going forward like 7.5 or higher is really what i'm going to start looking at until i get to the point where i can start reviewing games as they come out um this one i might look into uh the problem with two to four player games is if i i have to play some games with my kids if i don't uh find a group to play with to test this out uh this one is definitely one that um i might look into but well we will definitely have to see and then the final two that we have here is unboxed and jock um jock mock we'll start with unboxed this one has a 6.8 i did look into this one this one's where you're in archaeo uh, archaeology interns and you're like going to a dig site there's 10 of them you have to grant gives you specific components and a few questions help you guide your research it is a um it's like a puzzle it's a cooperative puzzle think of it that way it is um i can't remember if it's one that um uh, like one that you kind of want and done I feel like it's a one and done. Uh, one, whereas like you play through all the scenarios and you're kind of like, oh, I'm done with the game, so let me give it to someone else, uh, which is probably fine, right? Uh, as long as the cost is fairly low. Um, the cost for it is, oh yeah, like twenty dollars. That's perfectly fine. That that's twenty dollars for a fun night where you're kind of trying to solve puzzles. Uh, is is a great time. It doesn't have the seven that I would want to review it, but it's pretty close, so I might put that on the list just to see how it is, because the price is cheap. And then the last one I, I wanted to mention before I wrap up the 2023 is they did come out with the Jock Mock, the Winter Market. This one got a 7.5. This one is probably going on my list, because it did sound very, very interesting. Um, it's probably in the 30 to $40 range, and basically... It's the tranquil city of Jokmok has hosted a world-famous market and full festival every February for 400 years. Basically, you gather your family members for a lo lovely trip around the merchant stalls of the folk festival. Will you focus on gathering souvenirs and trinkets, or will you enjoy the sights and sounds of winter in northern Sweden? So it's economic, it's travel, it's set collection, tile placement. Um, basically, you're going around trying to collect different souvenirs and stuff, and you score points it's um i like those type of games the aesthetic of it is very interesting um yeah chuck mock's probably definitely going on the list i remember wanting to look at this one ahead of time and um it, it definitely it, aesthetically it, it looks fun and it's one i think I, I could get some of my friends to play with me uh, with so that is all the board games that came out in 2023 looking at the general list of them and and kind of their scores on bgg which i know bgg isn't the be all end all but it does help determine which what is good and what hasn't been good or well received i should say i would say wizkits had a pretty solid 2023 like rebuilding seattle the star trek alliance dominion campaigns were pretty well received uh age of heroes was pretty good um your best life was good i know trials of tempest was fine and then you had Jock Mock at the end. Pretty solid year for WizKids in the board game market. Um, as far as 2024 goes, um, actually, that's a good question. 
Do they have anything out here? They have one game listed for August, Trail Story America, but that is just one game. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot more. Um, so stay tuned for that, but that is interesting um, about board games. And I, I would like, I love board games. I have, if you, if you go on Reddit and you look at board games, I have a pretty poor selection compared to the ones you see on there. But I do love board games. I do love sitting down and playing a new board game and trying out the mechanics and learning something new. So um, I hope WizKids uh, continues what they're doing. Um, with that being said, uh, that's going to wrap up the today's episode. We talked about 2023 for Dice Masters and the board games for WizKids. Wednesday, we'll talk about Onslaught. Friday, we'll talk about Heroclix. And we'll kind of take more time with those because there's a lot to be said about those. So thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys on Friday. Uh, ooh, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. See ya.